Welcome to the Spiritually Minded Women podcast. If you're a woman who is ready and willing to be a follower of Jesus, you're in the right place. Join me this season as we dive in deep to learn how to embrace your journey on the covenant path with checkpoints instead of checklists. I'm your host, Darla Trendler, and I'm cheering you on. Welcome to your journey. This episode is part of a 10-part series. I have bonus contents for each of the 10 episodes in the series, as well as devotionals that you can access by purchasing my course, 10 Ways to Embrace Your Journey on the Covenant Path. I'll tell you more about how to get the bonus content at the end. Welcome to the Spiritually Minded Women podcast. This season, we are diving in, talking about how you can embrace your journey on the covenant path with checkpoints instead of checklists. And today's topic is one that I feel is very important. We're going to be talking about silence. What do you do when you feel silence from God in your journey? From the very beginning of my work as a podcaster, I have felt a pull to help women understand how they feel and hear God in their lives. As I've talked to women about how they feel the spirit, many have shared with me that they feel silence. When I first heard this, I thought, maybe they just don't recognize the spirit in their lives. Doesn't everyone feel the spirit? But through experiences with people close to me and discussions with listeners of my podcast and people that I've interviewed, I have come to see that sometimes there truly is silence. I've shared before this season that each of the topics of the episodes I'm sharing about are things that have touched me personally in my own journey. And this past summer, as I was in the middle of writing episodes and preparing for this season, someone close to me was experiencing silence. My experiences sitting with this person and pleading with God to help me know how to help them shaped what I am sharing in this episode about silence. Because of these very recent experiences in my life, in many ways, I feel that this is one of the most important episodes that I have ever shared as a podcaster. Why would a loving God be silent? I have thought and pondered deeply about this, and I certainly don't claim to have all the answers, but I have dug in and tried to find answers for myself, for those I love who struggle with this, and for any of you who are listening. I have prayed specifically for you who may be struggling with silence in your life. So what is silence? I think of silence from God as two things. First, it's not feeling God's love. And second, not feeling direction from God. If you or anyone close to you has ever experienced either of both of those things, I hope this episode will bring you some hope. When you feel like God is silent in your life, Satan is going to be ready to pounce. Like the adversary wants you to believe that the reason you don't feel God's love or direction is because he doesn't love you. You haven't put in enough effort to feel or hear your sins are insurmountable or God isn't really there. Sisters, Satan is telling you lies. None of those things are true. Don't listen to him. So what is true? What could it mean if God feels silent in your life? First, silence could mean that God trusts you to make decisions and use your agency Or he's giving you experiences to help you grow your faith. Second, he may have already given you the answer and the silence is there because you already know. Your past experiences when you have heard him 
can help sustain you. And third, there may be something that is part of your human experience that is blocking you from feeling his love and direction. This could include things like mental health challenges, hormone imbalances, chronic pain, side effects from medication, or other physical ailments. So I want to go a little deeper with some examples of people who have experienced silence in some way. I think their stories will give you some insights into the purpose of silence, and I am so hopeful that you will feel more hope about your own experiences. If anything, by hearing these stories, you will know that you are not alone. You're in pretty good company if you've experienced silence from God in any way. Let me repeat, you are not alone. So let's start with Sariah. Sariah is the wife of the prophet Lehi in the Book of Mormon. She's also the mother of a prophet, Nephi, and she experienced silence when her boys were sent back to Jerusalem to get the brass plates. You know, this is one of the very first stories that we read about in the Book of Mormon. So they're out in the wilderness, and then Lehi says, we've got to send the boys back to get these brass plates. They needed to have the scriptures with them. It was a really important journey that they needed to go on. And while they're gone, Sariah doesn't know where they are or if they're safe. And as far as we know, she hadn't experienced the visions her husband had. I think Sariah is very relatable. As Elder Jack Gerard shared in a recent BYU devotional, quote, we are all more like her than we are like Lehi and Nephi. Most of us will not have direct visions and hear the voice of the Lord or see angels. Neither did she, end quote. So why didn't the Lord reveal to Sariah that her sons were okay and that they would return safely? I mean, she's married to a prophet. Couldn't he do that? Couldn't he have sent an angel to comfort her? Couldn't he have given her her own vision? Why did Sariah have to endure the silence? I think the account in 1 Nephi gives us some answers. When Sariah's sons returned, you can imagine her relief and the comfort that she must have felt. In 1 Nephi 5.8, Sariah tells us, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath commanded my husband to flee into the wilderness. Yea, and I also know of a surety that the Lord hath protected my sons and delivered them out of the hands of Laban and given them power whereby they could accomplish the thing which the Lord hath commanded them. Through the silence that Sariah experienced, her faith was fortified. Notice how she uses the word surety. I don't think she would have known with as much surety if she had been given the information while her sons were still gone. The Lord was silent because he wanted to fortify her for things to come. Sariah needed to experience the silence so she could gain the surety. She would need that surety to get her through many more trials. Think about all that Sariah had yet to experience in her life. Traveling in the wilderness, bearing children, trying to provide for them, feeling strife with two of her sons, threatening to kill another, the death of her husband, and eventually the splitting up of her family. Now, another example is Mother Teresa. What do you think of when you think of Mother Teresa? We all know who she was, right? This Catholic nun who did so much great, just did so many good things in the world. I don't know about you, but I think of someone who won a Nobel Peace Prize. She was given the title of saint. And she, to me, is an incredible example of Christ-like love. 
Mother Teresa is definitely someone I think of as a person with an immeasurable amount of faith. Kate Holbrook, a church historian, spoke at the 2020 BYU Women's Conference and briefly mentioned in her talk that Mother Teresa went through long stretches of time where she felt God was silent. I went to the source in Kate's footnotes of that talk and learned that many of Mother Teresa's letters were published in a book. And although her public persona showed someone with great faith privately in her letters, she revealed that she struggled to hear God for as long as 50 years. And in these letters, she was asking her friends to pray for her. I don't completely understand how Mother Teresa could go on for years while struggling and feeling God was silent. But I think it's remarkable and shows great faith that she still went about doing his work and teaching others of his love despite her feelings. I haven't read all of her letters, but I wonder if perhaps Mother Teresa was looking for a big, huge moment to hear God. Maybe he was showing up in small ways. I don't know. Perhaps she had already had the answer she needed, and maybe there was something mental or physical blocking her from these feelings. Again, I don't know. But I don't think we really have to know those answers to learn from her. Mother Teresa's example shows that you can continue to exercise faith and do good, even in periods of silence. Another example is Joseph Smith. I think a period of time that Joseph Smith experienced could also illustrate someone feeling silence from God. Joseph has his vision of deity, as many of his close associates called it, when he was 14 years old. In my opinion, it was one of the greatest spiritual experiences had by anyone to ever live. It was huge. I mean, he saw God the Father and his son, Jesus Christ. We talk about the first vision all the time, but really step back and think about how monumental this experience was for Joseph. And then what happens? Joseph describes the time between the vision, seeing God the Father and Jesus Christ, and then Moroni's first visit to him. This is from the ages of 14 to 17. And in the Joseph Smith history, verses 27 through 29 in the Pearl of Great Price, this is kind of a, a summary of what he said there. He, he said that he suffered severe persecution from everyone around him because he wouldn't back down from his declaration of what he saw in his vision. He said he had temptations. He fell into foolish errors and displayed some weakness due to his youth and inexperience. He shares that some of what he did was, quote, offensive to God, but that we shouldn't assume that he was committing, quote, malignant sins, as he put it. He said he was guilty of levity, treating important things with too much humor. Uh, he said, I often felt condemned for my weakness and imperfections. I don't know exactly what Joseph was thinking during this time. I can imagine that maybe after having the most profound spiritual experience ever, he might have thought it would now be easy to hear God and that he would continue to feel the peace he felt in the grove. But that doesn't appear to be the case. In the grove, he was given the command to not join any of the churches, which he followed. He was promised that the fullness of the gospel would be shown to him in the future. In the book Saints, you can read how during this time before Moroni appeared when he was 17, Joseph found that he had a gift of using a seer stone. So he wasn't totally devoid of spiritual experiences. However, he had felt a forgiveness of his sins during his first vision, but he struggled to continue to feel that peace. Remember, he said, I often felt condemned for my weakness and imperfection. In fact, on the night that Moroni appeared to him for the first time, 
just prior to that, he had been praying for forgiveness. Until Moroni showed up, we don't have any record of Joseph receiving more direction. I think Joseph's depiction of his own experience that he shares in the Pearl of Great Price paints a pretty good picture that he was experiencing some silence from God during those three years. He wasn't sure where he stood. He wasn't sure of his next steps. He felt like he was stumbling along. Can you relate to any of those feelings? Here is what I think we can learn from Joseph's experience with silence. I think we learn that sometimes God is showing his trust in us by staying silent. He wants us to gain some experience on our own. And we can use what we've experienced in the past, like Joseph using his first vision in the grove, to keep moving forward. Again, in the book Saints, it says that before Moroni appeared, Joseph was not only praying to be forgiven, but also to know where he stood with God and to receive the knowledge of the fullness that he had been promised during his vision. Joseph didn't give up. He kept trying and he didn't let the current silence discredit the spiritual feelings he had felt and experienced in the past. He remembered how his prayers had been answered before, so he continued to pray and ex exercise faith. Next week, we're going to talk all about remembering. But if you are experiencing silence, it may be that God is showing his trust in you. Let Joseph's experience bring you hope that you will learn necessary lessons from the silence and that it won't last forever. I have more I want to share with you about silence. In the bonus content for this episode, you'll hear from my friend Melinda about her experience feeling silence from God due to depression and how she worked through that. You can find the bonus content in my course, 10 ways to embrace your journey on the covenant path. In addition to the bonus content, you'll also get the full episode in both video and audio format, as well as devotionals for the 10 episodes in this series that are all about how to embrace your journey on the covenant path. You can find a link to the course in the show notes, or go to my website, spirituallymindedwomen.com. Click on courses and look for 10 ways to embrace your journey on the covenant path. Join me next week on the podcast, where I'll be sharing more thoughts about embracing your journey on the covenant path with checkpoints instead of checklists by talking about remembering the savior by doing come join me in the journey. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, please share it with a friend. I would love it if you would leave a review and rate it on Apple podcasts. This actually helps more women find the podcast and embrace their own journey on the covenant path to get access to the workbook for this season and to find show notes and other resources head over to spirituallymindedwomen.com. For more inspiration, follow along on Instagram at spirituallymindedwomen. Have a fantastic day. I'm cheering you on in your journey.